Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. I Love a Mystery A Carlton E. Morse audio novel Featuring Jack, Doc, and Reggie, specialists in crime and adventure. Now following the northwest trail of a missing millionaire, a killer cougar, and the Phantom Castle. This is Fred Foy introducing Jim Harmon's presentation of Les Tremaine and Tony Clay in an original Carlton Morse thriller, The Fear That Creeps Like a Cat. in the morning in the little sawmill town of Port Forest, somewhere up the coast from Seattle near the Canadian border. Their manhunt has taken them to the edge of the great northwest wilderness, the last outpost of which is the little logging town of Port Forest. They have had to fight the Cooper Gang, an organization determined to keep them from finding Archer every step of the way. The gang's newest atrocity was the murder of Jake Sims, a native of Port Forest, whom the three comrades believed was Archer's contact with the outside world. At the moment, the trio are in the dead man's cabin. Well, there ain't anybody ever going to be deader than Jake Sims is right now. You know, it's interesting, too. He hasn't been dead over 15 or 20 minutes. I say. Yeah, looky, that window's open over yonder. The killer might have climbed out of the window and beat it for the woods and back as we was a-coming up the path from town. He was the man who bought supplies and delivered them to wherever Alexander Archer is hiding. As long as he was alive, Archer was in danger of being exposed. Yeah, and Jake here was double dangerous after what Bull McGinnis told us down at the store. I say, you mean someone of Cooper's gang overheard? Yeah, ain't that the way you figure it, Jack? Yeah, I'm afraid so. But look here, that means that we're being watched. Not a doubt in the world of it. Queer we haven't been aware of it. Yeah, what about that, Jack? Usually one of us spots a tail two minutes after he's on us. Oh, we're out of our environment. Our senses are tuned to city life. They don't know how to react up here in the wide open spaces. You think that's it, sure enough? Well, we certainly missed fire this time. Something's the matter. Doggone. And just because we wasn't on our toes, Jake Sims is a dead Indian. Hmm. There's no use staying here any longer. Yeah. Reckon we ought to go down and report this dead body? Wonder if they got a police department up here. Uh, we've got something more important to do than report dead men. Huh? Such as what? Didn't Bull McGinnis say Cooper and his gang were staying at the King Charles Hotel? 
Yeah, passing themselves off as a troop of actors. Well, in the King Charles Hotel is our next stop. But aren't we going to report the body? What's the hurry? But look, you fella, if somebody else discovers Jake here and reports it, and then Bull McGinnis remembers we was on our way up here the last he saw of us, ain't that gonna put us in one sweet spot? Quite. I don't like it. Oh, you didn't worry about the body, gentlemen? I say. Hey, Jack, it's Cooper. Don't move, gentlemen, or one of you may find yourselves in the same unfortunate state as Jake Sims. Pointing a gun at us through the window. Is that any way for a nice old man to act? Now, I ask you, fella. I hope you'll all use good judgment, because my age hasn't anything to do with my shooting ability. All right, Cooper. What do you want? Just stand quietly as you are while Frankie takes care of you. What you mean, takes care of us? Frankie, show them what I mean. Yeah, you want me to go in through the window? Now, you might get into my range of fire. Go around by the door. Yeah, sure. Now, ain't this a nice mess of potatoes? This is all pretty silly, Cooper. Oh, you think so? Certainly. We're within a hundred yards of the main street of Port Forest. <laughs> it's broad daylight. What do you think you're going to gain by this sort of gunplay? All right, Frankie. Go to work. Yeah, you bet. If any fuss starts, drop to the floor so I won't hit you when I open fire. Sure. All right, you. Put your hands behind you. What about it, Jack? You better do as he says. Uh, good common sense, Packard. I say, Jack, he put handcuffs on me. Hey, Jack, are we just going to stand here and take this? Can you think of anything better to do at the moment? Yeah, this bug's not carrying a rod. All right. Take the next one. Come on, you. Put your hands behind you. Hey, Jack. Do as he says, Doc. Well, doing it anyway. Come on, come on. You're wasting time. Ooh, all right. But I warn you, fella, don't you ever let me catch you down a dark alley at night. <laughs> Handcuffs. Now we can't fight, Jack. Just as well at the moment. No rod on this bozo either. Well, you see, Frankie... You boys insisted that these three were hard to handle. <laughs> They're not only agreeable to get along with, but uh, quite friendly about it. I ain't either friendly, Dad Burnett. I'm meaner than a he-mule in fly time. All right, Packard. Your turn. Hands behind you. Oh, why not? Letting a pack of murderers truss us up like a passel of chickens without making a fight? What's eating you, Jack, anyway? I just don't happen to like Cooper's gun. Packard, I must congratulate you on your high type of intelligence. Eh, no gun on him, either. All right. Take that rope and tie their feet so that they can walk decently but can't run. Mm. Hey, the least you could do if we're going to be your prisoners is to carry us. <laughs> no, I'm afraid you'll have to do your own walking. After all, I'm quite an old man. Dern, if you ain't just a dirty old man. I beg your pardon. I am immaculate. Okay, have it your way. An immaculate, dirty old man. <laughs> uh, does this red-headed young man talk all the time? Yes, I'm afraid so. And doesn't he ever say anything? Hey, what you mean, don't I ever say anything? <laughs> no, I'm afraid Doc just likes to talk to hear his brains rattle. <laughs> well, that's a nice thing to say about a fella to his face. Uh, that's unfortunate. I detest useless conversation. Unless he can restrain himself, it may be necessary to use a gag. All right, all right. If nobody likes the sound of my voice... Not too tight with those ropes, Frank. 
Give them a chance for a long, easy stride. Yeah, but then they can run. <laughs> Did you ever see anyone try to run with ropes tied to their feet? <laughs> Personally, Packard, uh, you're more my type. Thanks for nothing. Oh, here, here, here. Come now. I've been looking forward to some delightful conversation with you. On what subject? Well, personally, I like books, and I'm very fond of psychology. I say, an intellectual murderer. Oh, very unfortunate appellation, young man. Very unfortunate. Truest thing that's been said up to now. Doggone murderer. Frank. Yeah? When you've finished with those ropes... Put a gag in that man's mouth. Hey, look now. That's your reward for talking out of turn. Well, blame it all. He is a murderer, and there's the body laying right there to prove it. As I was saying, I'm very fond of psychology, but my real hobby is uh, medicine. Oh, it's interesting. Yes. My reports on you, Packard, tell me that uh, you studied medicine at one time. I never finished. Oh, yes, three years, yes. I'm going to be very interested in hearing why you gave it up. Well, if you've got such a thorough report on my past, you should know why. Uh, no, I'm afraid it doesn't tell me that. All right. Their feet's done. This the guy you want gagged? Oh, yes, that's the one. Hey, now, wait a minute. Uh, hold still. I want that bling you already load out. Come on. You might as well give up, Doc. You're not the least bit intelligible. Uh, there. Hell, that'll take care of him. <laughs> All right. Heard them out the door and around here to me. Better keep your gun on them. Sure. Come on. Come on. You heard what he said. Round to the side of the cabin with you. I say, Jack, bit on the idea of a chain gang. Keep going and no talking. All right, all right. I'll, I'll hold them here, Frankie. Uh, go get the body. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tie it up in a gunny sack. We're taking the body with us? Oh, yes, yes, of course. If we left it behind, someone might think you boys had killed him. I should think that would be what you'd want. Oh, no, 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 no. Then the police would be hunting you. Let's keep the police out of this as much as possible. Huh? Suits us. I say, you're taking this all very calmly. Oh, not the least danger. I've studied the habits of the natives pretty thoroughly. The only ones about at this time of the day are the mill workers. And they're all at work. <laughs> oh, don't dally in there, Frankie. Uh, coming right along... Uh, you can get them started towards the woods if you want to. Ah, all right, boys. We'll be moving along then. You're, you're leading the way? Now I think it's safer if I follow. You see that scarred pine to the north? Yes. Head for that. All right. Mark you, I don't want to shoot if I don't have to, so don't give me any trouble. I say, looks a bit of rough going. Oh, yes, you'll have to break through the undergrowth. It gets better shortly. Well, it's bad with our hands handcuffed behind us. Oh, you can make it. Right, too. If the ropes on your feet get tangled in the brush, just stand still until Frankie or I can free you. I say, Jack, bit of a go, what? Kidnapped in broad daylight? Don't be misguided by what Cooper says. Be careful. He's dangerous. Quite. What do you suppose he has in store for us? I don't know. But I'll bet it isn't sitting in front of a fire discussing books and philosophy. Too bad you're gagged, Doc. Oh, I say. Uh, what's the matter? Uh, Doc's hobble rope caught on a root and he pitched head first into a bush. Well, now, well, yeah, we'll take care of that. Uh, yeah, up on your feet. Yeah. 
Now you're all right. Oh, Doc will never be all right as long as he's got a gag in his mouth. And that fall didn't help his temper any. Yes, he does look a bit indignant. Indignant? The things that Texan's got stored up in his mind would inspire a mule driver. You're wasting time. Move along. We're at the edge of the timber. Which way do I go now? Frankie, uh, take the lead. Yeah, yeah, you mugs uh, follow me along here. Uh, the going's easier from now on. Uh, It isn't far. Isn't far to where? My boy, the impatient man wastes the golden present in his eagerness for the counterfeit future. I say. Uh, You're alive and well at the moment. Let that suffice. That's pretty uncomfortable philosophy for three men with their hands and feet tied and headed for uncertainty. I'd like to discuss that with you at a later time. The philosophy of living each moment to the fullest, without consideration of the next. But just now, I, I, I think we're coming to the horses. Horses? Oh, yes. Frankie, tie that corpse on the bay mare. Yeah, that's just what I was going to do. Yes, she's become resigned to carrying gruesome cargoes. You expect us to mount these horses? I'm afraid you'll have to. Well, that must mean we've got quite a trip ahead of us. Uh, not far. Ah. Uh, that is, not too far for comfort. Yeah, there. There, that'll take care of the body. Ah, all right, Frankie. Lead the roan up beside this stump for our red-headed friend. I say, I was wondering how we were going to mount with our hands behind us. Come on, come on, boy. Come on. Whoa. Uh, up on the stump, will you, you... You young man who talks too much. I say, that's rubbing it in. Frankie... Untie the rope on his feet and then retie it under the horse's belly when he's on. Yeah. All right, Texas. Hop on. Cooper, you don't really expect to get away with this, do you? Oh, that isn't a very intelligent question, Packard. I'm surprised that you... Look, we were sent up here on a mission. The minute we disappear, the people who are backing us will have the state police and federal department down on you like a ton of bricks. Well, you talk in a way that makes me realize you don't know all the facts in this case. Your turn up on the stump, Packard. There you go. I'm certainly not dressed for horseback riding. Oh, you'll do. Mm. What what do you mean, I don't know all the facts in the case? Untie his feet, Frankie. Yeah. You came up here into these woods to find uh, Alexander Archer. That's right. Hired by an insurance company. Yes. Yeah, get on the horse. It's awkward. I made it. Go on, Cooper. We were hired by an insurance company. Did the insurance company tell you they'd sent other men out to find Alexander Archer? Oh, look here. Did the insurance company tell you that some of those other investigators uh, disappeared? What are you implying? Did they tell you that there's been a great deal of secret to do in official circles about these men who have never returned and that nothing has come of it? All right, York. Your turn. Up on the stump with you. Quite. I say, Cooper, are you telling us that we're about to disappear, never to be heard of again? Oh, there's that possibility, of course. You must be crazy. We've left a trail behind us broad enough for a village constable to follow. Yes, officials have followed all those who have come before you as far as Port Forest. But then somehow the trail comes to an end. 
Oh, I see. Yes. At this point, the men sent out by the insurance company seem to vanish in thin air. Oh, beautiful thought. <laughs> Are we ready, Frankie? Yeah. All set. Up on your horse, then. We'll take the underground passage. Adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie have come to you in I Love a Mystery. Created and written by Carlton E. Morse. Scripts copyrighted by Morsel Co. Incorporated. Produced and directed by story editor Jim Harmon. Featuring Les Tremaine as Jack Packard and Tony Clay as Doc Long. Consultants Frank Brzee and David Lloyd. Your announcer, Fred Foy. This presentation has come from Hollywood. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.